Uh, yeah, and I think so. I, I think uh, the training bit, I think that's where you're going with. So maybe part, maybe there should be part three and part four. Because I think uh, lumping training under what I think you were trying to say with the extra sales services is maybe things like photocopying, uh, scanning, etc. I think that's what you were trying to say. Uh -huh. Uh, but but you you kind of put that as well as training under part three. I'm thinking that you should separate them, and the clean the yeah. I'm thinking that the extra uh, those extra uh, secretarial and admin services should be a part on its own. That will be additional. Should be like maybe part three. Then maybe part four will now be training instead of putting both of them under part three in the business model you get what i'm saying i think uh, i think uh, the training is a a legitimate revenue stream on its own it shouldn't be lumped with um uh, admin and all of that because my expectation really is that uh, another thing that can make um what they call it make membership a bit more attractive is to also offer maybe like discounts on the admin type um, admin type uh, services during uh, for members so members will perhaps be able to get some form of admin services that comes as part of their package that non-members would have to pay for Uh, so pets like coffee and all, yeah, but even like maybe maybe members can make maybe up to 10 photocopies a month without having to pay, something like that, that non-members will not, will not, uh, so, so members will get some additional admin uh, services that they won't have to pay for or they will pay less for than uh, non-members. So instead of making uh, the part two subject to availability, we, we make part one more attractive by adding a few more perks that you won't get if you are not a member. Mm, so, you, so you need to work, uh, work on what will still be profitable that you can afford to give out as extra perks to members yeah um i think you should uh, uh maybe put them together but then it's going to be one a and one b one a is members only one b is for the general public but for me, whether you make them one A, one B, or you make them one and two, we just want to make it clear that uh, membership is going to give stable income. Uh, Non-membership is going to probably eventually be give more in terms of revenue, but it, it's, it's just that it's not going to be easy to project. But, but we know that many times people are most likely at least for the first time when they come before they want to commit to membership they want to first of all try to see how things work first mm -hmm. 
then um, I also need to know, I would assume you've been using some of the uh, virtual spaces around the Limo show. Because I'm, I was surprised that you even found some because at the last time I checked uh, for property and all of that, I realized that was when I realized that this virtual virtual space thing is a money spinner if one can make it work because you don't really need to do too much than to just make sure that it's a comfortable place. And there are definitely going to be people that want to run conferences, want to run meetings, want to have a one hour session, etc that will be willing to pay and uh, the other thing i want to ask you is that i hope that alimosho is just a pilot for other areas in lagos i hope you're ready yeah i hope it's a pilot a pilot scheme for and you are already thinking of going to other places once you can make the first one work and repeat the model because like i said i think it's an unexplored uh, revenue revenue in lagos generally in lagos in, maybe lucky maybe lucky is saturated but mainland i don't think mainland is very saturated i think uh, uh well i can say at least for first stack the first stack is not saturated so i hope yeah so i hope you are doing yeah look at alimo show but alimo show with the aim of also expanding very quickly elsewhere because uh, i think it will be one of the things that will be uh, as in the fact that you are looking at other areas maybe one of the other really things that investors will find attractive because you don't want to put yourself in a place where if unfortunately you're unable to run the Alimo show uh, office then all income is gone so uh, so Alimo show with the aim of expanding will probably be a good a good way to go because then uh, we know that you are thinking about it and all of that and uh, you are looking at it as a proper business model as a proper business so because bms does not there's nothing in your uh, csc document that limits you to working only in alimosha mm -hmm. and i think i think you should at least try to see as many local government areas in Lagos that would also be you could quickly expand to and already start making ground doing groundwork such that once you have whatever money you are looking for or whatever resources you're looking for you're able to quickly uh, expand of course not quickly in the sense of that spreading yourself too thin but quickly in the sense that you are quick to get there before others saturate the place. Hmm. From from going 
from get go. So for me, if finances are the big, the major thing, I think you should already look at whatever, as in check out maybe four, five, or six locations that you include in your pitch. And then just like you've done some research for Alimosho, do some research for those other ones so that by the time you're, you're at least you're able to show that uh, you have diversified the risks such that it's not just that everything uh, uh, rises and falls on whether Alimosho is peaceful or not. So by getting additional uh, locations, you're at least ensuring that if you're unable to operate in Adimosha, then you know you'll be able to operate elsewhere and hopefully cover. Okay, so is there any other points we need to talk about before we move into uh, the financials? Essentially for the financials, what I would like to see is something like, oh, Okay, so we've looked at uh, this, how much we are going to need to get this place running. For example, it as into, I can see that you have uh, June to October 2021 is when you start sourcing financing, but how much are you looking for? As in, ha have you done that kind of analysis? How much is the money that you need to be able to say that you've set up, as in you can set up a, the first one or the first two? or per, play, per, per, per place, I need 4 million, for example, 4 million Naira, for example, if I am able to get 4 million, I'm able to have A, B, C, D, ready to go. So 2.5 million is for Alimosho, right? Okay, so I think it will be helpful. So at least you have an idea for Alimosho. If you can pick the next three, four, five locations and see if 2.5 will still be enough for those ones. But if not, I think you should go with whatever. Maybe you can tell us between 2.5 and say 5 million. So 2.5 will work in Alimosho, 4 in Apapa, three in uh what they call it three in um so we are not we are not going to island three in bagada let's say uh -huh. so actually what there's one of my friends that is into uh that is into property management what he does is that he actually uh he builds like one room two room apartments for rent so it's for rent and he gets his money he gets he gathers money from investors uh, builds those apartments rents out collects their money back so they are not building to live in anything it's to rent sharp sharp they collect their money and he was like that based on the analysis he has done it's actually it's actually more profitable for him to be in the mainland right now than uh, in on the island to be on the mainland than the island so uh so it's it's fine because uh, like you rightly said island is kind of getting oversaturated everything seems to be there but the majority uh, but the majority of the population is actually on the mainland and so if you so okay so going quickly so that's on one side so you're able to on the side of the capital you're able to say you need for example, say if you with uh, 2.5 million at least you can get started with Adimosho, 
if you're able to raise say 10 million and then you know that you can maybe start with two or three places at once but the challenge with starting with two or three places at once is that you will spread yourself thin so that's in terms of capital then you're also going to need to be able to demonstrate to an investor that you know uh, how much are you going to charge per per member for example so you need to show them that oh you let's say you are charging 50k per member per month that means you're probably going to need uh, how many members about 50 members to be able to cover the 2.5 million for example right uh, so you need to be able to demonstrate to them that you can say attract 50 members uh, and break even within maybe four months or something so you need so i would assume the 2.5 million is uh, is the cost of setting up but what's what are, what's going to be your running cost per month you're going to need to be able to put all of those together and be able to say that yeah maybe if i'm able to be earning 2.5 million per month I'll be able to break even within say six months or something. And when am I planning to pay back my investors? When am I going to, as in how are you going to pay them back? And for the investors, how much is the minimum that say someone can put in? So for example, I'm looking at say some farms that I'm looking at, I'm still checking them out anyway to be sure if they are, if they are real. But they're able to tell us that you can put in say 15,000 Naira to plant maize. And uh, if you put in your 15,000 in seven months, you're going to give you back uh, a profit or as in a, what do you call it? The, your money as well as your profit within seven months. They've done some analysis for them to be able to come up with that. They know how long it takes to plant. They know how much they need and all of that. So we are going to need to do something of the sort to be able to tell investors but i think you've done great work so far i think you are thinking you're thinking it well and i don't know in terms of uh, getting investors you also need to have a strategy are you going to be crowdfunding are you going to the banks are you are you are you self-funding okay so are you looking at um getting other people involved are you going to first of all start off with your own money and maybe money from friends then when the thing is running and good then you can now maybe so so it's it's something that it's okay something you need to talk about and decide are we fitting it and looking for that okay well, let's see how we can pull together 2.5 from people that we know from ourselves etc and we know so for example if you are not doing it alone are you looking at a partnership and if the answer is yes bms is already registered so if i'm coming in as a partner how am i coming in am i coming in just to drop my money or am i going to come in formally and we sign forms and all of that and have mous and all and then you'll be obligated to pay me and then you'll be obligated uh -huh. so the thing is do you want it to be just me or should it be three of us to bring money as a, so we'll need to talk through that a bit more and uh, so if you are go if we are going with if it's not just going to be you and i 
we're going to go to maybe two or three other people we're going to have to be able to show them that this is something that they definitely want to invest in and that's that's where obviously working on the investor pitch deck is very vital because then we're able to, but we have to make sure that that pitch deck is not something that someone gets and can go and run the the show by himself or herself so we're going to need to be as um, how do i say it yeah add details but not enough details to give everything away Exactly. Run the banks. Mm. And okay, so let me so let me ask you a question as an investor. So if if I say I bring in 500k to this to this uh, venture today, how much are you promising me to get back, and when am I going to get my money back? Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So three point one for to start at all, right? I think the three point one is to start the business in the first place, right? So what what's your run what's your monthly running cost? Okay, because you're going to have to add that. Yeah. Okay, so you need to look at that. Okay. Okay. Customer. Okay. So, okay. So what? Okay. Please go ahead. Okay. Okay, so you are willing to uh, go as BMS in partnership with some other people to register, but I, I don't know. I I'll check. I'll check with. Okay, because I'll check with Chinaza. I think uh, she was telling me that it's possible for a registered company to go with uh, some other people and just trademark and do a trademark instead of having to register another company and all of that so it would be just a trademark in this case since there's a registered company that can trademark with others 
in which case you may not, in which case you may not need to register uh, uh, another company just for the purpose of this. So it could just be. So I think it's something that would be good to run by a lawyer anyway to to know how it can be done legally and see if it's possible to not necessarily have to register another company in order to just have this running because all you're trying to do is just to ensure that the interest of the other people bringing money is covered uh -huh. yeah yeah so you're going to have to have some form of legal agreement amongst you to know that oh with this uh uh, two million or so you own say maybe thirty percent of uh-huh 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 mm -hmm. uh, so you're going to need to work up some form of agreement and all and uh, so that's the part where I think you're going to need to speak with both a lawyer and an accountant and I think Yedi can guess the accountant I'll tell you to talk to. I said, I'm sure you can guess the accountant I'll ask you to speak with. Uh, and so the thing is that, the thing, what I'm thinking is that before, I'm thinking that before you actually get the partners, I think you should tighten up the financials so that uh, we can say that, okay, we, we know that we need, say, 10 million. So that 10 million, for example, we can say, okay, so how do we want it to run? Do we want to make it such that for this 10 million, we want to look for, say, 10 people that are going to bring 1 million each, and they're all going to own uh, equal uh, shares, which means that anybody can it goes it can go anywhere and it will become a thing where everybody has to where everybody has to agree before anything can move forward or do you want a case where you will bring say five million out of it so you definitely have the controlling shares in quotes and uh, you're able to at least move forward because uh, uh, not be held back by having to have everyone agree on everything before you can move forward because i'm actually Uh, so that's what I'm saying that all of so that's what I'm saying that in, in before bringing the investors on board you have to nail all those so that when you are telling them bring your money you are telling them that the fact that you've brought your one million only gives you uh, maybe ten percent shares in this enterprise it, it doesn't make you an equal partner so all of those things have to be clearly done before you begin to invite uh investors because i've been in this situation where i was just thinking about things and i brought people in and i know how it held me back as opposed to already having like a template that you're telling people that oh with your one million your one million gives you five percent shares for example so if you need more if you need ten percent you bring two million and the cap is that you can't give us more than two million so you can't get more than 10% in spite of all you do. And so I think that needs to be properly nailed down as we 
go through all of these things. I understand the path of trusting God for financial um, supply. But when it comes to dealing with people's money also, we need to also be as uh, detailed as we can be. Because we're asking other people to bring money. So I think there needs to be some form of uh, thing that we're telling them that, oh, when you bring your one million, for example, I'm going to give you 1.2 million or 1.5 million in a year, for example. And afterwards, it's bye-bye. I'm not giving you shares this one. So, for example, with the, let me use the example of the farm. They've given us two options. You have the option of funding a farm, which is that you just drop your money. You're not the owner of the farm. They just use your money. After the six months, they pay you off. And then there's the second option where you own the farm. And obviously, you pay more upfront to buy the farm and then also to have the farm uh, cultivated for you. That's a different option. And also, it's clear to you once you are signing up, you know what you're signing up for. I know what you're expecting at the end of, for example, six months or at the end of seven months or at the end of three months. So it's clear to everyone that is bringing money that this is it. And uh, if we are going to make it a very formal thing, we probably also need to look into insurance. Because that's one thing that makes people have the kind of um, uh, willingness to drop the money because they know that at least if you're insured, even if you don't get your full money back, you will get the money, you get money to the tune that uh, the insurance covers. Of course, I was talking with someone about that and he was like that even with the insurance, there's nothing stopping the person that got the insurance from collecting the money and still refusing to pay back investors. In which case they are still trusting that the the business owner would have the integrity to pay off his or his or her investors. But at least insurance gives some level of um, some level of uh, protection, risk management. At least you know you've done what you reasonably can in terms of uh, risk management. Yes. Yes. So what I was looking at was that um, I was thinking uh, initially my uh, understanding was that you were going to be offering uh, like uh, beginner tech training skills for the uh, members, people that sign up to use the uh, the space as well, whether they are members or non-members. And so for members, part of the perks of membership would be that for those trainings, they, they will pay less than non-members or sometimes they will even get free trainings as opposed to uh, non-members who will have to pay for any training that the that the enterprise is involved in but what you're saying about students i think that's also good so i'm thinking that the, you can use you can leverage on the uh, on the your client base by the time you start running the virtual space to to then begin to offer trainings that are tailored to their needs 
and then and then you be so since you you'll be able to collect enough data regarding your clients whether they are members or non-members you can then begin to find opportunities to maybe offer trainings that will be useful to them and you already you already have the client base who, and then you have the trust and all of that so it's not a case of them just getting to hear about a training from someone they don't know so i'm thinking that in maybe mid-term training could eventually be a strong revenue spinner for the business